Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One of our favorite celebrities is Jamie Rivers, who is, of course, co-host of our afternoon drive show, The Fast Lane, and he's also the new analyst on Bally Sports for Blues Hockey. Uh, Rivs, good morning. How are you doing? Good, guys. How are you doing? Everything's good. Okay, we got to start with this, a non-hockey question. Is your American League team the Toronto Blue Jays? Uh, wow. I, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays because Mama Rivers, my mom, is a diehard Blue Jays fan, and I feel like the least I can do is support the one Canadian team that we have. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I was talking to Dan Schulman, their TV voice, when they came in on opening day, and he was talking about how when they go to Vancouver – uh, uh, or, or when they go to Seattle, people from Vancouver come down and they sell out all of the Seattle games because across the entire country, east to west, because it is Canada's team, everybody in Canada loves the Blue Jays. Yeah, they're obviously the, the number one draw there. And I do hear rumblings again, Randy, that the Montreal Expos might make a return. And so that's exciting news too because I used to, I grew up watching Expos baseball and obviously we know that they, they moved the team and whatnot, but I think it'd be fun to have a couple Canadian teams back in there. Well, when you draw 19,000 to a playoff game like Tampa did yesterday, yeah, they probably should be the Montreal Expos. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a lot more than 19,000 in Montreal. Yes, they sure. would. No doubt about it. <laughs> well, Jamie, I think we're all ready for the season to start and to get away from preseason play, but what have you seen so far? Any other takeaways that you've seen recently in preseason play with the Blues? The biggest thing I've noticed in practice and in games is that this team is trying to commit to better team defense. And, you know, nothing is ever built overnight, and it's never right away that it happens. But, you know, a tell for a team is always how hard they practice and in the manner that they practice. And watching the Blues do their defensive zone coverage, their neutral zone forecheck, and working on their forecheck, this is a team that recognizes that last year just wasn't good enough. And... You know, Craig Berube in the offseason, they make a little bit of a coaching change. You bring in Mike Weber. He's there to try and help tighten up the team defensively, at least offer his opinion on how to do that. And since training camp has started, every time I'm watching them, they're taking away the middle of the ice way better. In the defensive zone, there's many more layers of defense that are in the way. There's not that guy that's wide open in the middle of the ice right now. So, you know what, it's going to take a while for it to get to perfection, just like anything it does. But that's the biggest takeaway for me is that they're really committed to that team defense. Jamie, I'm intrigued about this. How how do guys become defensemen over forwards? Is it more about you're not as skillful or is it more about more effort? Because I feel like defense requires more effort than offense does. And and I would love to see more of that effort from the defensemen going into, into this 23-24 season. 
Well, Kerry, I'm a little biased, but I think the defensemen are way more talented than the forwards. Uh, here's why. Here's why. We have the ability to skate forwards, backwards, sideways, you mm-hmm. name it. We're covering guys skating backwards. We're making passes skating backwards. We're doing all sorts of things at the forwards. Well, you've seen some of them skate backwards. It ain't pretty out there sometimes. <laughs> so, no, that, but all jokes aside, uh, yeah, I became a defenseman. I'll give you a short story on what, how I became a defenseman. When I was growing up, we had three forward lines, so nine players and four defensemen, and two two pairs of defensemen. My dad wanted me to get more ice time, and so he's, I was a centerman to start my youth hockey career. And he said, "You're going to play defense." And I said, "Well, Dad, I don't want to play defense." He goes, "Well, there's only four defensemen. Means you get on the ice every second shift. You get more ice time that way." Hmm. And I said, "Well, I want to go score goals." He goes, "Who says you can't score goals?" <laughs> he's like, "Just take take the puck and go." And so that's what it was. I played defense because I got more ice time as a young kid. And then uh, throughout my career, up until the NHL anyways, I was an offensive guy going up scoring goals all the time. Bruce Arians asked me in 2007, he said, hey, man, you want to be uh, the second or third string tailback or you want to be the starting fullback? You know what? I'd rather be be on the field every play. <laughs> Ain't gonna score as many touchdowns, obviously, but uh, if I if I'm on the field all the time, I'm good with that. So it's a similar mindset. Yeah, you got to become a chameleon yes. sometimes, and yep. that's honestly the last, the latter part of my career. I was a chameleon. You talk to a team, well, hey, can you play right side on on defense? Yep. Yep. Can you play forward? Yep. Can you play goalie? I'll try. You name it, I'm there for you. So. Uh- Jamie, how uh, how much do you think the Blues will depend on a guy like Verana? They, they they have some scoring. They don't have tremendous scoring depth like they had a few years ago. Is Verana going to be a key part of this offense, you think? Yeah, I don't think they were, initially, Randy, I don't think they're looking to depend on him. I think, to your point, they're looking for a more spread-out offense, you know, you know, power in numbers type thing. Doug Armstrong likes to say death by a thousand cuts. But watching Verona on that power play, and we were talking about this yesterday on the fast lane, is, you know, all last year we kept trying to find the replacement for David Perron on that one spot where David used to shoot the one-timer from. Well, if you look at the game in Columbus the other night, Verona is on the opposite side of where David Perron was, but scores a couple of one-timer type goals. If this guy can deliver like that, and if him and Tory Krug can find chemistry, like Jacob Verona might be the missing piece to how you really score a lot of goals, how this team gets to the next level, how Jacob Verona himself gets to be that 35-40 goal scorer because, man, he can shoot the puck, and with all the skill that he has, I mean, he's going to get a lot of opportunity to play out there. And Craig Berube knows this power play has to be better. It has to be a top 10, I've been saying top 8 power play in the NHL this year. And if Jacob Verona can help them do that, he sees a lot more time on the power play, means a lot more opportunity to score goals, too. Well, Jamie, we're going to be talking about this later in the show at 9.15, but I wanted to get your take on this. The Athletic, they put out a recent article ranking the top six center pairings, and they had the Blues with Robert Thomas and Braden Shin kind of coming in towards the bottom of their listing. What do you think about that? Well, let me tell you what I think about some of the Athletic's rankings, Brooke. Um, <laughs> I don't think... Here's what the Athletic, they do a fantastic job. And our guy, JR, Jeremy Rutherford, we know he does amazing work over at the Athletic. When they do these ranking polls, it never seems to be accurate, in my opinion. And not just because they're Blues players that don't get ranked the right way or they don't like the Blues team overall. They they select a a bunch of numbers and they plug them in and that's just the equation. It's like, okay, well, this is the numbers here and we'll just, that's where they rank. I, I... 
I'm of a different belief that when you look at players like Robert Thomas and Braden Shen, these guys, they can hurt you in multiple ways. Braden Shen had what, over 60 points last year as a guy who played most of the season injured and on a team that wasn't very good. Uh, so I think that's pretty impressive. And if you want to talk impressive, Robert Thomas has had two years in a row putting up pretty good numbers. And come playoff time, I would like to match them up against a lot of different teams top guys. Now, I'm not saying they're the best guys in the league. I'm not even saying they're the best tandem in the Western Conference. But I do believe they rank a lot higher than what the Athletic currently has them at. But you know what the beauty of that is? Is that Braden Shannon, and Robert Thomas and the rest of the Blues team, they can go out and show everybody exactly what they think of their rankings with their play this season. Jamie, we've talked a lot about the forwards. We've talked about Robert Thomas and Kyrou, Braden Shin becoming captain, Jacob Verana. We haven't talked much about Pavel Buchnevich, who I think did a lot for this team last year, had 67 points. What do you see for him in this 23-24 season? I really see a breakout season for Pavel Buchnevich. I mean, he is – I think he's the best player on the team all around. I really do. Watching him play, sometimes he kind of flies under the radar because he's not as flashy as other guys are. When you're talking about a full, well-rounded game, defensively, he's solid. He can play physical out there. He can put up points. He can run your power play. He plays on the penalty kill. He's a big body. He, he can control the puck down low. I think this is a big season for Pavel Buchnevich. He has to stay healthy. That's the one thing that last year he kind of got sidetracked with some health issues, but he still ended up with more than a point a game. If he stays healthy and plays all 82 games, I could easily see Pavel Buchnevich being in that 90 to 95 point range, which makes him a pretty elite player. Ribs, one other thing. Has anybody shown themselves to be a surprise in this camp or, or in the games? Not that they might make it on opening day, but maybe get themselves in a position to be the first guy called up. Anybody that we aren't really paying attention to that you've that's caught your eye? You know, there were a lot of guys early on that kind of caught your eye. I think that as preseason kind of works its way through, it's amazing how it works that the, the regular guys seem to take control of their positions more often than not. And the one thing with this Blues team right now is they have some great youth coming up. Zach Dean, Zachary Bolduc, players like that, they are the future of this team. Are they, are they the right now for this team? I just don't see it. And I think for me the biggest surprise honestly, is, and I don't want to say spin this negatively, but we talked about it yesterday. The biggest surprise for me is some of the bubble players, some of the fringe guys, haven't really reached up and grabbed the opportunity. You know, there there are some spots available on this team, and we know it's not going to be in the top six. It may not even be in the top nine, but if you're a guy that wants to play in the NHL and play on the fourth line, you should probably go out there and earn it. And so, for me, I'm interested to see in the next couple games here in preseason, which one of those bubble guys, those fringe guys, separates themselves from the pack and makes it known that, hey, they're going to be in the NHL this year. It's up to everybody else to figure out who's going to be the healthy scratch or the guy that goes through waivers sent to the minors. All right, last thing. I promise this is the last thing. I want a Craig Berube, what he said, what he means, okay? He said of, okay. uh, of yeah. Kerry's guy, Callie Rosen, his camp has been fine. Last year is last year. This year is this year. Every spot has to be earned. That's got to play itself out. That's what he said. What did he mean about Callie Rosen? Well, what he means is we've got eight guys under one-way contracts. Kelly Rose is on a two-way contract, and uh, he needs to separate himself from those other one-way contracts in order to stay here this year, or he might get waived and sent to the Biters. And so when he says, his camp has been fine, it's, yeah, not great, just fine, right? 
means he hasn't not separated himself. Yeah, not stepping <laughs> out. That's exactly what that means. It means he's done enough, you but not it. enough. He's showing good, you but not it. good enough. Yep. Yeah. Ribs, you're the man. Exactly we appreciate right, it. <laughs> All right, you got it, guys. Have a great day. We'll hear you later. Take care. Jamie Rivers, our blues analyst for Valley Sports and our co-host for The Fast Lane here on 101 ESPN.